apostrophe I-T-W-I-T H-T-A-N-N-Y And J-E-N-N-Y Doing it with Danny Jenny Revolution in podcasts. Thank you, Eli uh, Braden, for that theme song. Always, as it's always. Just, thank you, Eli I, Braden. I get to listen to that song every time we have a podcast, or I'm in my car. I actually set my alarm. That's in the morning. your wake up. Yeah, yeah. So I feel good about me. Do you have a wake up song? I do. Bill Withers, Lovely Day. Me too. Did we ever talk about this? Have we ever talked about this? No. Bill Withers, Lovely Day is your wake up song. Literally, it was my wake up song. Is it still? I, well, I, I got rid of that, but... Um, Wait, what is it now? Nothing. It's just an alarm. It's just, like it's just someone going like, you are a piece you, of shit, you, piece you of fucking shit. loser. Yeah, but it, Get that's up. so weird that it's Lovely Day. That was mine. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. Maybe this is why we're... Maybe we're friends. I know. Um, oh isn't this cool? This My cool. wake-up song is, war, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Yeah, cool. I, I'm thinking about making mine uh, Rock Me Amadeus. <laughs> Mine used to be the Smiths. How soon is now? Yeah. Yeah. But then, it, then I woke up and I felt like I was like at an orgy or something. It felt weird. Like, hey, make sure on the in the comments, tell us your wake up song. Yeah, I would love to hear that. We don't really care. Mine is One Night in Bangkok in the, the World. Oh, uh, by the way, that is my favorite song from Chess the Musical. <laughs> <laughs> that's what? It's the one that sticks out. It's the one that sticks out. You know that's where that's from, right? Of course, who yeah, doesn't? I mean, Jenny doesn't. I don't. I don't know shit. Well, no. you, you've I'm going to let you introduce the guest today. I'll totally do it. We'll do it. We're good friends. Do it. Now. And you know how to pronounce her last name? Yes. I totally you do. You pronounce it, Jenny. You pronounce it. Well, no, I'm going to do it. I know it. how to pronounce everybody's. And he, we've Jenny, had guests occasionally. How do you say your name? Janu. We've had guests. Yeah. It's Janine. <laughs> we've had guests before. If I know that Danny doesn't know how to pronounce, he'll go, I'm going to let you do it, Jenny. <laughs> He's done this it's to me so before, true. and I'm like, and, and I've set you up to go. Do would you like to do it? No, Danny? she she doesn't give me any slack. Like, there's she, she brought in a comic friend of her, a couple comic friends of hers who I didn't know well, and, and I'll tell you who they are after you know. After I can't wait because you would know. But I just wanted to make sure I had their name exactly right, and I, I so and you were your friend, so I thought you do the introduction. But I knew that you didn't know how to pronounce your last name, so I purposely was like, Hey, Danny, would you? Like to do it, and you're well, like, you know, I, I love the maddening gulf you guys go c- crossed between super casual and super profesh. Like yes. you're putting this pressure on yourself to say the name right, but then yeah. you're really happy, we're, go lucky, and casual, and in, in other ways, yeah, we're way casual. And I'm sorry, Danny and I are pretty. Well, I know you and I are pretty like anomaly. Like we're amazing people. People love us. Yeah. There's so much we can do. Yeah, I, mean, you know, I like, know it's weird. Say names right or Same. wrong or wrong, but when one of us can't. We what other one picks up the no, slack. No, it's exactly like, it. We finish each other's Sinuses sandwiches. Are you going to be hardcore or as free Penises. as a bird? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. Well, you may know our next guest Well, from such shows as... Dreams. Of as I'll talk about that later. Mr. Show was where I first became acquainted with her work. 
but then on 24 and everything else in the world. She's always showing up. In fact, she's been on Modern Family. I have. Yes. Oh, um, it was so fun. Please it was welcome, like a distant dream. It is. Please welcome my dear friend, Mary Lynn Rajaskata. <laughs> you said it perfect. Mary Lynn Rajaskata. Please, please give us the applause, applause. The cheer. Oh, my God. The crowd is going nuts. Look, that guy has a big... He wants you to sign his Jack Bauer. Where's Dewey at? Dewey's lost it. He's he's not here. He's done. So obviously the question, you're probably sick of answering today, but why did you think it was okay to pose in a KKK uniform? What was that about for your yearbook? A lot of people are asking. Who was in blackface? (laughs) I am, you know, I was horrified when I saw that. Uh Uh-huh. And I am so sorry, but also it wasn't me. So yeah, it wasn't you. No, it really wasn't you. Oh look, it's it, on the news right was... now. <laughs> We're watching. He's actually talking about it right now. Yeah, my favorite thing is no, no, it wasn't me for Governor North. It wasn't me. It was two other doctors. Like it was a I med mean, school. Technically, yeah. it was at medical school, so it was two other doctors. I haven't listened in a full him. day, and I listened intermittently. But the other thing along those lines is, um, well, do you? Is it okay for you to just even be consider that it might be you? It's like the whole thing is just wrong it's, no, here's, on all and levels. He, it, well, when he goes, okay, first he apologizes, then he comes back, nope, it wasn't me, and then goes, but I did, however, blackface no. it in San Antonio for yeah. Michael Jackson. And you're like, well, you didn't even have to say that. No, like, I, know, <laughs> no I would have remembered because I remember wearing blackface as Michael. Right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, and that shoe polish burned like a motherfucker. I, know, like, I, was, that, I mean, he... It's such an <laughs> odd cocktail, though, because in some ways... Don't you think he is feeling the pain of it? Like oh, for I believe sure. him. I'm not even. But sh- then he can't even accept. It's like he's. We're watching somebody in the midst of starting his apology for the way he's lived his life, but he can't fully do it. He doesn't have the words or the capacity, but he's. He knows it's wrong. Yeah. But he's like it, trying to take it back and he's trying to qualify it. Like he's, and he's like, I have feelings. I'm having a feeling and a thought. And I've he's never also had this laid back Southern guy. It's like, look, okay. I didn't really, you know, I, I mean, I, Michael Jackson and San Antonio, I did yeah, put yeah, shoe yeah, polish yeah. on my face. But that other stuff was not me. I could actually make my peace with someone. We've all, if, every, if every one of us had shit dug up on us, we've all done something. Oh, I really, of course. I've done so much stupid shit i have never even thought to go you know what a kkk outfit yeah fucking crush blackface on me nailing it oh my god i've done dumb shit i can't imagine that in any capacity of life going i think this is a good look for me i think you know me that's a really good point and and now this day and age admitting to that and going well i did that yeah right you guys that's okay yeah Yeah, we world at large I mean, I, I, me? I'm full. I'm a, I'm a forgiving person. You fuck up, and and you don't do it again. Like if if somebody does something that's stupid, and if he just straight up was like, "Look, I, I, I don't even have anything to say." That is me fully wearing a hood. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. And, I hope and I, at and the I, time, I don't know what I was thinking. There's no, there's no way good. I could apologize. Like I can't apologize. I hope everything that. I've done well, since has been better. I'm, I'm, yeah. I like he. That's what I've got. A, nothing. There's but a instead, kernel of like that in how is. he's talking. There's a kernel of it. But the the head of the NAACP. I, I've only listened to it in my car, but it's ex- he said almost exactly what you're saying, yes. which is just truly apologize yeah, just and then say it. something to the effect of, you know, say something eloquent about right. 
we need to do better now. And right. here, and here, this is where it starts. And Senator Robert Byrd, who was like a giant of the Democratic Party. He was like the, the grand wizard or something. Giant <laughs> of the Democratic Party and, and dedicated to civil rights and everything. He was in the KKK. And he reformed, and so Here you we can go. do it. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you, but we've all done stupid shit, and I think. Yeah. No, I don't. We've all done stupid shit, but not, that is something that I never you, went that. St- like, yeah, I, I you know, I, I've never. There's never going to be all of a sudden. Hey, Jenny, here's your yearbook. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm sitting there with the noose on something. Like, no, I've never. There's so not much in a wrong. million years because I and then was you're not raised sure if it's better. You, and then you think it's you, and then you're then you're sure it's I not you. I would fucking remember. I remember exactly. my Halloween costume since I was five would. years old. Of course you would. <laughs> like, 1984, though, which I was a sophomore when I was in college. There were a couple kids in a fraternity at Syracuse who were in blackface, and that and that fraternity got suspended. So it like we knew in 1984 that's a no no. But there's so much that's wrong with it. Yeah, it's medical school first of all. Right, it, he's 25, and okay, let's say you're fucked up at a party and you're an asshole and you dress that way. Still disqualified, but that picture exists. You regret it. Yeah. He then had to go and say, "Well, I need four pictures for the old yearbook. This one would be good." Well, I mean, they could have had a yearbook committee that dug up pictures. He didn't did necessarily say at one have point that he had never gotten that yearbook or right. looked in that yearbook. Although, because is, there are yearbook committee people that just yeah. do shit you like know that. The, how the yearbook? Oh, sure. You know, classic yearbook. Oh my like, god! Classic. They I were all love, such racists. Underneath that picture, though, one of my favorite parts was is his name. Like, no, is underneath it where it said his like specialty pediatrics. Oh, <laughs> it says Lord. pediatrics underneath that fucking photo. And you're like. Well, God, just let me get my baby to this. These touch my baby, please. Yeah, please. To, but give it the. But even over. whoever is in that is a fucking doctor. Like oh, those are yeah. two doctors. That's right. It's amazing. Looking that's not heartwarming. The world. Yeah, that's that no. doesn't give you the warm fuzzies. But no, I know. I don't know. We could figure the world's problems out. We really could. Let's do we it. We should be in charge of some stuff. Did we even thank Mary Lynn for being here? Mary Lynn, thank you're too big a star. Yeah, to even be here. That's so true. Here. You are. Uh, so what, what's what went wrong? Is this how you guys puff up your guests? yeah. So that yeah, you you're too big of a star. What went wrong? You should have, you should have heard <laughs> Danny when yeah, what went wrong. You should have heard wrong Danny when we had Scott Kelly, the astronaut, who did a year in space. Danny's like, so what else have you done besides yeah. fucking? Yeah, <laughs> can you, you, you just sitting on an international space station, fucking floating? Is there anything? Yeah, else yeah, yeah, yeah. Done? I'd like to float around. For, I did an isolation yes. tank for a so while. So basically, you didn't have to go to work for a year. Yeah, like that's what Danny told. No, so. I did. I was I was very unimpressed. <laughs> did you keep breaking into David Bowie? <laughs> I did. I did. I was like, yeah, I did. In fact, an interesting thing in that in that podcast was I because I, I listened to it again like recently because my kid wanted to listen to that one, and Scott I bring up how about that guy who sang Major Tom on this like went viral, and he was like, yeah, and it's like so clearly Scott has beef with that guy. That's how I left it. With with the Major Tom guy. Oh. That's what I thought. I may be wrong. Because you but... wanted to say ground control to Major Scott. Oh, maybe that's <laughs> what it was. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. And he has the identical twin and they got to <laughs> deal with shit, you know. Yeah. There's two of them. Mary Lynn, where are you from originally? Where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from? Mary, Mary Lynn, where, where are you from? from? Um, I'm from Trenton, Michigan, south of Detroit. You know, once I did an um, independent Ooh, movie with Billy Baldwin. Uh-huh. And oh, name drop. I, right out of the gate. Well, this name drop is going to be worth it because here comes another name drop. I could not stop in my head singing 
Hold on for one more day to the point oh, where wow, yeah. know the change, but to the point where it started coming out of my mouth under my breath and yeah. I think he heard it and it was so embarrassing and so tacky but it was it was running through my head because we were standing on set and it was just nonstop every time oh, how would he not sing that to his I, I would know. do it there's no way to China Phillips yeah yeah and I think they're the Christians I don't know it was, was it? it was many years ago but um, I know but I would but do the thinking same thing. of, of singing major Tom to the astronaut made me remember you just that sit on, I sang sit on the beach with two of your friends and like break free <laughs> yeah, yeah I always want to break free from, from the chains. chains no I know like Billy Ball um speaking of breaking free I'm yes. from Trenton Michigan yes. my name's Marilyn Rice Cub yeah. I went to art school in Detroit and then I finished up art school in San Francisco where I started doing performance art but I was making fun of performance art and that's where I met comedians and then moved to LA. Which school was it? The school called Center for Creative Studies in Detroit and then the second one was the Art Institute in San Francisco. Nice. Ooh. All right. And then you you came across some comedians. Who was the comedian that made you go like what? I can do that. Well one of them was Patton Oswalt. He doesn't remember but I remember seeing him. I was going to all these open mics. Okay. So I was taking a performance art class Mm -hmm. in the Art Institute and I really did not that school was not a good experience it was kind of amazing in one way because I was in San Francisco but being at the school was not because everybody was really full of themselves and all wait the wait, wait 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 in performance art <laughs> well all the well all the foundation classes went out the window because once you went to San Francisco Art Institute they were one of the first like their pedigree is all these performance artists. So I, I mean, my take on it, knowing nothing really was that once the, once the lid kind of got blown open with art, that that drawing sort of became like a lame class. Right. So the school was progressive in that way Uh artistically, but then it becomes highly conceptual to the point where I'm just looking around going, you know, I'm from the suburbs of Detroit. I don't know what anyone's doing. Part of me kind of loves it. Yeah. And then part of me is like, I don't get you people at all. I don't fit in here, but I loved performing. So I started and I loved San Francisco. So I started going to all the open mic nights, but they were open mic poetry nights. Oh, was it slam poetry? It was slam poetry. Shut the fuck up. And I, I used to do slam poetry, but I didn't realize I was doing comedy f- until years Come later. On, and I would always get like the, shit? I always got like the worst scores and I would just like do like fragments of words. And it, I really was like damaged socially. And I, I only am now at almost 50 years old figuring out what the hell, like, oh, that's a subject you should talk about. Like I didn't know how to speak. So wow. they're like people reading from their journals and Pat Oswalt. Just to that, yeah, that's a whole other story. But Pat Oswalt was somebody that, like, the comedy clubs were closing, so they were doing these open mics. Uh-huh. And when I saw him, I was like, "Oh, like that's somebody that knows He's their voice." Right. Yeah. And I, I just didn't know what that was until I saw, in the midst of all these other pe- people that uh-huh, were yeah. not great performers, then to watch somebody who's like totally polished was he, on their off night, just you know, yeah. fooling around. How? Oh, so he was—he wasn't doing open mics then, was he? Or he well, was? he was doing these, yeah, these open mic poetry rooms because oh, wow. we were in San Francisco and it was that time and it was a place to get stage time and wow. perform. So he was just like dropping in. Yeah. How now? How many years were you there in San? Like how? What? Like how long of a period of time? I this was is? there in. Um, like from ninety four to ninety six. Okay, so this was like a two year period of yeah, you like real in quick, but like but but it's, it is but it's like poignant like it, it oh totally huge. So when you saw Patton doing this, 
did you all of a sudden like look at the other people performing and go, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. This is like, yeah. And yeah. You, did you all like in your mentally go like, I think I can do this better. Um, I definitely was interested in going in that direction, uh-huh. but I still, and once I came to LA, I, it's weird because I was so, uh, damage that i was i put everybody up on a pedestal but uh-huh. i definitely was way more attracted to that and was like these are my people than i was with fine artists who were, were you were you damaged in a way because of like watching the other people and, and you fig- finding like did you feel insecure damaged or like- i was just very socially discon. I, I i personally was like disconnected from my own point of view really. yeah and my yeah. own personality. Yeah. And so I was just incredibly reactive to other people. And so seeing someone like Patton was yeah. very attractive. And yeah. anyone who was, you know, because those other people, it would be like, not to, it, but this was a real person, a transvestite who mm-hmm. was reading from her journal, which yeah. I was sort of endlessly fascinated with. Uh-huh. But then when you see somebody who's like, oh, I'm just doing it honed in my voice yeah. then i was like that's attractive to me and i gravitated right. towards that no i could fully but i love that whole scene and all the different types of people and i loved the solo performer standing on stage yeah and every time i did a performance art piece people would just line up their chairs because it essentially was like a monologue you know what i mean right, where right. other people would be like sculptural like i'm taping my genitals to the side like <laughs> I'm, yeah jumping into a tree. I always go to the scene in The Big Lebowski where they're going to see the landlord landlord do his his dance with like, and he's doing, it's kind of a heavy set guy in a leotard. uh, Yeah, a unitard. Like a big, like a onesie. A onesie with like leaves on him. Yeah, and it's all, it's like a nude onesie. My two references are that and Karen Finley putting um, a yam in her vagina. Oh my God, and pulling the scroll out and being covered. I guess um, to, to, to complete that thought, I was really into performance art because I was so fragmented in my ability. I just wanted to express myself and I wow. didn't know how. So if I were to have looked at comedians that early on or like growing up, yeah. I couldn't relate because I was like, oh, a guy in a suit yeah. talking yeah. in complete sentences. Yeah. That was so far from where I was sure. that I needed to like, I needed the gateway of abstract performance. To get into it. Yeah. To just get your, your stage legs. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was very a- attracted to like seeing Patton and like Blanca Patch was one of oh, the yeah. guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, kind and, of um, love him. I mean, he's he's so, like verbally quick and amazing. So yeah. I didn't think I could do that, but yeah. I loved it, and I loved being around yeah. those guys. How did you? Um, so what was the like your? What were the big? What was was Mister Show like a big break for you, or were yeah, there? It was huge. Was that huge? And how did you become associated with that? Were you part of the show? Did you join those guys? Were you part of that little Mr. Show thing that they were doing before the show got on? Yeah, I did a, a live show, uh-huh. a couple of the live shows. Well, they they did live shows to get that. To get that, yeah, yeah. Where were they? Because it was like at the HBO space, Monica. yeah. Oh, they were there was in one Monica. in Santa Monica that Bob Odenkirk used to do his one-man show at. Right, 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 there right. Were, I remember that HBO space on Seward Because I well. saw something on that. I, I'm back in the day. Oh, I, I saw, the uh, yeah, I was like, wow, this is really funny and, yeah. and like never thought of it again and then suddenly it was on TV, so. I actually did a thing that was related to performance art I remember they put me in interstitially. I took out a roll of duct tape and taped my 
my you boobies just, and my vagina and i was like these are not for you uh, but it was it was <laughs> and by the way the gesture you just did was like i took out a roll of duct tape and did you see that she mimicked as if it was coming from your vagina <laughs> you're like i took out a roll of duct tape yeah <laughs> excellent excellent face. vagina so excellent vagina space work thank you. you're very welcome yeah, actually, I wanted, thank you. you guys are great you're the greatest i don't want things to go unnoticed when well, it's impressive was that yeah. a super fun experience <laughs> it really is. I don't have that kind of like. Mm-mm. I don't well, have that kind you of don't. talent. I want no. to wait until we're on the podcast. You see me just stand up. You. No, you're not. You're not physical. Try a vagina pulling, uh, miming pulling something out. You, you might find it liberating. I mean, that's where you keep everything anyway. I do. Your purse. Yeah, I, it's, it's like a footlocker in there. Yeah, absolutely. So, so from I have a question now. So Go. from so so ninety four ninety six. This is San Francisco. Then after 96, were you still in San Francisco? Did you move no, to, to L.A.? L.A. Okay. With, so you- actually, with um, Blaine was one of the people that was like, and there was this woman named Laura Milligan and Greg Barrett. Oh, yeah. Is the oh, name yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah. Karen Kilgariff. They, oh, she's funny as yeah. shit. They were like, we're doing live shows in L.A. And then I was done with college, I think. I don't know. I never got the, the degree, but I was just like... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll go. I was done with college, I think. Like I got into <laughs> someone's car and drove to L.A. and wow. and then was like, yeah, I want to do live shows in L.A. and then that was that. So was that live shows? Was that you doing like kind of like improv work or just stand up or both? It was my version of stand up, which really was like performance art. Okay, a, a character. Yeah, but it really yeah. was just me trying to figure out how to do stand up. But do you feel like when you're doing stand up? Because I think this sometimes, like when you're on stage, yeah. you are a character mm-hmm. in a sense. You know, like you are, yeah, you're, you're not, you know, I'm not as, I'm not mean, but I No, you're meaner on stage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, I don't give a sh- you know, it's like, yeah, fuck you. Like, I'm not that way, but it's a character. It's like, yeah. it's, but I think that way with when you were, were talking about, like, okay, your Twitter. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, you just, I can have a tweet that I write and I can use that and get on stage and kind of take that joke. So and even when you're writing your Twitter, yeah. for example, you do you feel like you're heightening and being in a oh, voice? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, what do you, how do you, what's your process for getting in that headspace? I don't really have one. I just like, just it's more, it. it's more of like, uh, you know, if you, if you're sitting in a restaurant or something and in your head, you go, you know, it'd be really funny if somebody, that waiter went up to that table and just said that shit. Like if you ever just like have that, so it's that brain, it's so there I'll, I'll in your head. It's like yeah. a running thing, even yeah. though you're not necessarily acting in that voice on your in your daily life. I'm like writing or saying the things that I maybe think would be funny if it were to happen in real life. Like I would never say something. I see. You know, off the. No, you're it, polite in uh, in I, real polite, life. And, yeah, it's and it's shocking to people because people come up to me like, "Hey, you're funny cunt," and they want to high five me. I'm like, "Well, I'm not really like okay." Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. But no, but it's not wrong, but go on. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I like how I feel about Jewish people, you know, like that. And by the way, we went, how far did we go before I said Jews? You know, it was a long, long time. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, good that, job. Was great. that was fantastic. But like that, I talked a bit. I shoved some stuff in. Yeah. No, well, as well, you should. Maybe, no, you get the credit. But. <laughs> Like Real credit hog. But, but so do you, but do you feel when you're up on stage? Cause I, I mean, I've done stand, I've done shows with you and everything. When you're on stage, do you feel that you're yourself? Do you feel that you're an exaggerated version? Do you feel you're playing a character or do you feel um, it's just you doing stand up and do you separate it or do you think it's listen, still, I drank that wine real fast and we got more. Uh, no, I don't need more. I didn't have any, but I, 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 
I look, I have problems and I'm I swear to God, I'm only now under getting a a glimpse of what my actual voice as a person is and I, for stand up. And yeah. I think that, you know, will always be uh, heightened, a, yeah, a heightened yeah. version of you. But in the like back in the 90s, I really I, there was this. Uh, I was dying inside and I needed to express myself and I didn't know what that was. Yeah. So it was a super alt scene. So I would always go out and not know exactly what I was going to say and stuff would come out of my mouth. Right. That was fueled by some of this angst that's inside of me. You know what I mean? So it's been like sifting through that. Like I would say like four years ago, I used to practice because I would be so down and so interior right. that I would practice opening like hey guys what's up like yeah. i would practice doing that <laughs> yeah for a while until i knew what that energy was like do you know what i mean Cause yeah, like, yeah. I, well, like, predominantly well, my career is also acting so i knew sometimes i would say stuff that i thought was hilarious but the audience would go with me too much yeah have you had those before where, sure. where they go oh oh that's and then i had to I, develop like oh i'm actually the narrator of the thing that's the joke i want to rip my chest out of if that's the worst reaction ever yeah oh mm. you're like oh i mean fuck that, you, you know you there's know, there's like, a lot of different things at play that also is like that one, not a that's, very what a boner cool killer audience. yeah it's like like <laughs> which by the way i still have to bring up one of the not coolest audience members ever during one of our shows <laughs> that we oh did together but when did you feel like you were saying like when you were doing you were in san francisco and you didn't feel like you belonged, like you felt yeah what do you feel like you belong now I definitely, when I first moved to L.A., that was the first time when I met comedians. And you felt like you were part you of it. You found your tribe. For sure, yeah. found yeah. my tribe. Yeah. But I was still terrified to speak to them and be around them. But like, did I you feel an acceptance with them? Because comedians yes, are absolutely. very like, it's absolutely. like if you're the one that gets up on stage and you're doing it too, there's a... Probably for the first time in my life. I yeah, that. that was something that I always felt too because I always... Like no, and then the Mister Show, you know, like yeah. they brought me in, like yeah. I was kind of a mascot, right, of- right. And 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 during that period of time, I mean, you guys were, you were the cool comedy kids. I mean, you really were. That was like the that was like the cool table to be at. Yeah. I remember like. I worked with um. I, he was help. He he guested on a bunch of shows, and I liked him. But John Ennis, who was on that show, yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah. and I was just like, I was just like, I was really geeking out because I really did feel like, hey, can I? Can I, can I sit at your table for a little bit, <laughs> just like hang out? But uh, yeah, it was because that show was just like there it was, was so pivotal. It was so pivotal. I mean, it was like you guys are doing that, that, and there was kids in the hall. Well, what were you doing at the time at of the Mr. T- show? Were I you was doing stand up. No, I was writing. I was already a sitcom writer. I think I was writing on Just Shoot Me at that point. So I was like doing Just Shoot Me, and because I remember going to see. I think it was just shoot me, or it was, or maybe it was Grace Under Fire. But I was, I went to see with a bunch of writer friends. Another, another one of my writers' friends said, "Oh, they're doing the show at the HBO space. It's really, really good." And I didn't know any, like I didn't know Bob, I didn't know David, I didn't know, I really didn't know any of you guys. And it, it was like, holy shit, because my touchstone, the the comedy group that I when I first moved out here that was on that I thought was fantastic were Kids in the Hall, watching them, and I was like thinking, oh yeah, that's some next level. And then you sort of took it to this other just this other level it was so it it was it it had sort of the absurdity of monty python but meaner and 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 i just i i really i really loved it so yeah that's that's did we not know each other then i don't know i mean again it was like sort of like 
they, they were. It was. It was a different world because I don't you think know, he was supposed to be more than a hundred yards of women at that yeah. point. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, god, it's a whole different exactly. thing. Yeah. Yeah. World, I was like, you know, to be to be like you were much further along in your peer group at that point than I was in mine. I was still, but um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. It was it was cool. It was cool to watch that. Now, did you always continue doing stand up throughout all of that? Because I mean, I, I imagine like when you're doing Mr. Show, like twenty four, like you're pretty fucking busy but did you continue doing i never fully quit but the way that i'm doing stand-up now is almost like a completely different approach than it was then it's almost like a world like i never i got to the point a few years ago where i was like all right you're either gonna quit completely or you're actually going to start doing stand-up yeah how how much are you doing it like per week like how many per night like how many nights uh two to four okay do you do the same clubs do you do the I I do you know what I do I do the <laughs> I do the but, improv the laugh factory the comedy that. store Ooh, the yeah. flappers a bar show here there yeah. and you know we did a show together at the improv it was Rebecca Corey's oh. show and it was you and me and I think it was Tim it was Tim back yes <laughs> and, and a, a, a homeless woman yeah. just oh my god I totally forgot about in. this. Like just wandered in randomly at the improv at the improv and sat front row and as Mary Lynn's on stage proceeds to just fall asleep really in the front but no but people didn't like she it was like in between know what was happening no one knew what was like a normal person she did but it was like in between comics she just kind of walked up to the front and and got right at the the bistro table in the front row because it was like two people kind of sat there and I think right at the beginning were like oh I think we're supposed to be in the other room or some shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... Which is always the fun lo- uh, <laughs> vibe in the lab. We couldn't get into the main room, and so they uh, ushered us in here. Yeah, it was, fun it was yeah. some shit like that. But and then somebody sudden, falling asleep. Yeah, this chick just walked with a big parka on, and she just and got in the front row, folded her arms, and just totally, totally fell asleep. And you were like... Do it, and then all of a sudden you went, "Ma'am, I'm sorry, am I bothering?" <laughs> like you just, and she just started. Oh, she was completely cuckoo pants, and started telling you that she was a singer yes. and shit. And you just kept going, "Okay, all right." I oh, couldn't yeah. help myself. You could, and Tim and I were in the back, floored. We were fucking. <laughs> but the thing was, no one else, the whole, no one could see what was taking place because everyone else was sitting oh behind. God. So the whole, we were just on the ground laughing and this woman was just in the front, just head tumped over. I would have gone up really I died. She ended up singing, didn't she? she oh, you Did gave her the microphone. Up? She uh, sang for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I missed this show. Oh. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was really funny. She goes from sleeping to like boasting about herself. Oh, it was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize we had a yeah. star in our midst. Oh, wait, it, but you just kept going show. with it, giving her the microphone. It was. She handed you a headshot, but it was one of those headshots with yeah. three different characters on it. <laughs> tennis, tennis, tennis anyone? Picture? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm the professor. What are we oh, taking a picture? I don't know. Hey, oh, we're just hanging out. Okay, good. Okay, we just took a picture. Thanks, guy. But it was real candid. Nobody will know. Super, super candid. You can see them later on the website. You see them later on the website. So, are you, are you, are you still, are you auditioning for things? Are you, are you out? I think I'm going to quit acting. No, I mean for real. I can't audition anymore. Is this an act? Is this, are you being serious? No, I'm going to be serious. Here's what happened. Here's oh, the here's the corner I turned. Let's this go. was a couple days Marble ago. Walters. Let's go. Okay. Oh, this is fresh. This is, this what is we're fresh. This is I, real. I was talking to you right before, and I felt like you had something to say. So I la- 
last pilot season, I auditioned so long and so hard, and I'm like, mommy just wants a job. Yeah. And I know I did good work. Yeah, of course you I did. know, and I, because also, th- looking at the past, I'm now I'm going back over it going, I was so lucky that I was giving some weird thing, and I hit this flow yeah. where I just got work after work after work, and now... I almost respect the process more in a weird way. Yeah. I prep more. Yeah. I put more work in. I'm really good. Yeah. And I know I'm really good. Yeah. And people are like, they do what you did earlier in, je- in Jess where like, uh, thank you for coming in. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> great. So you got yeah. me as an option on tape right. and I'm number five or six after you go yeah. out to the people that you want. But something happened to me a couple of days ago where my agent's assistant was like, can we confirm for this thing tomorrow? And I realized I was like, Oh, I didn't read it. Now it's it's not it's not unusual for me to be a total crab apple. Usually I have to yeah. work through eight layers of like ah fuck you yeah, to be like I'm, I'm an artist and I just play, you know. <laughs> so I know I have to work through my own stuff to get to that point to get into the room. I know that about myself. Right, okay. I've known that. Okay. I have a bad attitude and I have to get to the place where right. I just go in there and like hey, no, it's great. Oh, I yeah, love. Yeah. I the other day. He goes, are you confirming tomorrow? And I go, no, like, no, I like, I have a life. I'm yeah. not, I can't make it tomorrow. And he goes, would you like me to get another, you know, email uh, no, another nope. time? And I'm like, yeah, cause it, it's my same thing. You didn't get to reading the script yet. Yeah. And I'm also the new me is like, no, I'm not going to just do the sides and rush in. I'm actually going to read the script yeah. and ca- freaking care about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm not making it in tomorrow. I'm going to take the time to read the script. And I go home and I get four pages in and I'm like, something deep inside of me was like, I, I know I could do this. It's the part of the friend of the main lady who's like, girl, you've had them. I don't even know what it was. That's, you're, that's a sex outfit if I ever saw one. And I'm shit. Like, what? By the way, you're hired. I, I, Thank I, you. I'm, uh, yes, I... So I'm Guy like, is crying right now. He believed that I performance know, so much. I know. Dewey, but dry so him up. Yeah. I know my version of that part. Yes. I know what I would give them in the room. Yeah. And I'm like, again, this is not an unusual thing. I know you're not going to hire me. Usually I go in anyway because I'm yeah. like, I want to throw my hat in the ring. I want a job. Yeah. But this time I got to page four and something deep inside of me was like, n- no. Yeah. You don't care about this. You're going on tape as an option for them. And I wrote them back and I said, Offer only. Um, yeah. No, I don't want to be just another option for them. There's nothing that I'm going to do that's going to be so special. Yeah. That, that, like you've seen, you know what I look like. You know what I sound like. I have a body of work. If you would like me for this part. Yes. And then beyond that, a deeper part of me was like, I don't have the time and energy to get dressed and drive across town and give you the option. Yeah. And that's the first time that I haven't been able to like drag myself from that spot and go, Oh, stop acting like that. Just put the work in and go do it. That was the first time where I was like, no, I don't want to, this is a waste of my time. Right. I don't want to, if someone wants me for something, I don't even, I don't know. I mean, we'll see if it's something like amazing that they're like, you know, there's always like, it's a special situation. Like come in and test or like, you know, come in on this appointment and we'll put you in a separate room and you can like, even that I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to go through that process. I I don't think people understand like, cause you'll, you'll, you'll hear this. And even when I was a kid, when I'd watch them on actors on Johnny Carson, 
talking about this kind of stuff. And they'd be like complaining, oh, you're you're right, you're flying first. Like I, you, you you have the, there's this there's this notion about acting, and th- like, it's, pe- that it's so precious, that it's so precious, and it's great, and all that. But I don't think people realize how soul sucking it is. And I, so I've sat on the other side of that table that you like. I did it briefly, and that's just as hard. In and a way, it's just you're going through it with them. I am, and I find it. I find it really hard, and I've I've spent all of my time behind that table, seeing thousands of people and watching. And it's so not personal, right? And, and I know that. No, but it's not personal at all. And there are people who are so good who you, who then somebody uh, you just happen to be taller than the leading yes. man, or you're like you look too much like this person we already cast, yes. or, or all that, and. And what's crazy is how they never know. Like I have gotten in trouble in the past with actors. I, well, I only know in a peripheral way where I, after they don't get the part, call them and tell and tell them because I, it's like they like because I feel bad because my reaction to an actor who's really doing well, I'm always polite. But if you're really doing well, especially in a comedy room, like I'm laughing. I'm like fucking a, that was great, and and so. I don't want them leaving thinking By the I was way, a blowhard. I've had a couple. You're, you're reminding me. I've had a couple of yous yeah. in in the past. I would say six to eight months. Yeah. A couple of little angels that have kept me going. Where it's like, no, you're really good, and it's like you do need to hear that. You do. And, and I was like, okay, I'll keep going. But now it's like I don't even know. And I'm not saying I'm not going to go on. If it's something like really amazing that I can't refuse. Yeah. But by and large, I can't. Like I'm going to turned down much more and there's not even that much stuff because i am sort of a known yeah i'm i'm sort of like oh she's a great interesting option because unless you know you want me for something which yeah so yeah it's sort of taking the audition out of the equation for me yeah, which is fine do you do you feel like you have to like almost um <laughs> like if i can't get it up for this role i'm not gonna bother like it has to be something that you feel. Yeah, that might be like, the bottom line. Is like I don't like, know if I like can get the, it. Up. The part's not even. No, I don't know how. They, you know where you're like I can't even. Every time I've been in a, the, the most the the ones that really break my heart the most is like so if when you get to the, about the seventy year old age range of actors because often their IMDb page and I mean you've got a couple of years but um the um the um yeah no, the uh, but you this is the part where he starts kissing up to her I guess. no but the IMDb pages are like four pages long and oh you were mm. the star of you were the second lead in Mannix or you were like you yo you she did like thirty um, Rockford Files or this or that it just and it's like matter. and and they're coming in to read school teacher with three lines and they're driving across town and they're all dressed and I recognize them and it's like I just want to like I want to say you're too good for this but of course they know that but they they yeah. want the work and it's real it it's always, a hard business man it's hard <laughs> it's, a tough business. it's hard I mean like as a writer I don't but I could let myself go uh, obviously I stay you know pretty tight I mean we can tell yeah but uh yeah. you look great yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. But are you, have you, like, I'm done with acting before? I guess I don't want to be that. No, I don't. No, you don't. Still going out on audition. No, I know. You don't. But you also don't. I mean, I just think that the most important thing is to be the person you want to have passion for what you do. And once you right. lose the passion right. for what you do, like, I can take, you know, when I'm writing something or, you know, yeah. like, 
okay, so you're pitching something, you know, pitching something. Ever. Okay, great. Well, the people in the room, <laughs> you're, you're okay. I know where the jokes are supposed to be as I'm making my pitch. And, and you're realizing sometimes you're, you're pitching to people that have no sense of humor. They don't know what's funny or that they're not, you know, it like, oh, well, I see why you think that's funny. So, but I don't really. So how does that work for you? You do it. I do it because I still love writing. I still love you creating. Still love it. And and I, but What's I can. What's the line of the soul sucking for that? Well, experience? you find the right person. You pitch to, you know, however many different places, and and you hope to find the right, but like the right partnership. Like okay, you know, you get with the right producer, and then you go and you pitch, and and if you find the right home for your place, now granted, you could sell a pilot, they pass, you go write another one, like they pay for it. Yeah, like that's not the end of the world, but. If it wasn't, if it stopped being fun and interesting to write and create something, but you know, like when it, well, like I haven't, I haven't lost that. But like when I was a TV news producer, like I did, <laughs> I was in TV for twelve years, yeah. And at some point, all of a sudden, I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's depressing. Like I just can't. Like I knew that my time had like, I felt it. Like but the thing is, that ended. I need to. The thing is, like, even if you're on, see, most things that get made are shitty. 97% of stuff that you see on TV or in the movies is shitty. It's or it's just mediocre. But if you're hired on those things, yeah. you are expected as a professional to you you have to deliver like you're delivering Shakespeare in the That's park right. and 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 if you if you you're, so you can't half ass it. So that is part of and and so like because I God knows you can look at my IMDb page and there's a lot of shitty stuff on that. And I remember early on, I was co-running a show, and we had a writer, brilliant guy, he's from Harvard, and the show sucked. The show was so bad, and it wasn't working, and it was terrible. And every day we'd come in, and he's like, write this, and, and he was like, he was smart and funny, but he was like, yeah, but it's just, it's, oh, it's just shit. He talked about shit, shit. And finally, like, I had to fire him, because I'd warned him, and I said... Uh, here, you're a great writer. You're brilliant. Oh, because he was showing up every day, but yeah, he but, wasn't doing the work. Because yeah, he and, and it's like it's like here's the thing that's bothering me is that despite me cheerleading because I'm running this show, I promise you, I know it's as shitty as you think it is. I do, but so now our challenge is to make it. And, and just like one percent less, like yeah. our, our our window of victory is to make it two percent less shitty. And I can't do that with you reminding me how shitty right. it is all the time. Right. But you're also right. daddy. You're not a person that lives life in a shitty manner. Like you're you are one that's like, all right, okay. You're like gonna you're, take here's the job, yeah. and and yes. here's my ways I can but like. Make you can that, get down on yourself, but you don't you don't you don't put that off. Right. Your but personality like, doesn't. You're you try to break people. Do, but and when somebody's. I do, but the party down. I do, but I will say, like, I've also uh, until Modern Family, I never had a job for more than two years. But like, if I had to work, like, if I was like, if I was one of the people who was on According to Jim from the very beginning, and it was like I had twelve years as a. I, I mean, that I couldn't do because that. I, would, you know what? what? What you're saying kind of is putting a positive spin on me. Going, no, I'm quitting because that's it's why like, I'm saying it. Yeah, because I actually no. I'm because not, I'm I forget because the mics I think what I'm saying is I'm quitting. <laughs> What I've I've been trying to be like, I just want a job. Yeah. And really, what I'm saying is, I don't really want a job. I want like yeah. the right thing and the right. Fit. You want the job. And if you it want. happens, it happens. But I'm but I'm also done with the feeling of like, all right, I'm, another big thing is coming. It's like you know what? It might no. not be ever, and there's no guarantee of that. And did I want to do more? Yeah. But am I? Okay? It's almost like coming to terms with being okay if there's not 
more. Oh, and also not putting my hat in the ring for things that not looking at it like, but, but it's the lottery. And if I get on this pilot, it's almost like, no, that's really healthy. But do you feel like it is, might is be it a healthy boundaries that I'm instead of Holy I'm just quitting? Shit. You ima- could you imagine? Well, such a train wreck and now suddenly healthy. It's amazing. Well, Weird. <laughs> do you feel in a sense that it's like like people have I've sold pilot you know, like I pitched and sold pilots that have obviously done really well. You've never heard of shit, right? Uh-huh. Like they've all got that. But I've never gotten married to anything that I've pitched. Like I I ride it. I don't I don't. Oh. I distance my, I take my heart out of really? it. Like, yeah, because I can't, because I know the odds of it I can't making help it. it are slim to none. Uh, you know, I can't the, help it. The one I had, like, I, I fall in love. I don't know how. I, well, I, I try. I, know how I have to. T- I have to tell myself I love it. I write it, and it takes time, and right, I put you work have to love into it while you're doing it. But I have to understand in my brain the reality of this town. I have. I can't let myself yeah. get. Oh my God! What if? Like, if I do, I'll just be heartbroken no, all I'm, the time. I'm, I have to like. I have to have hope, and I, I don't go in there with a flippant attitude like. Ugh. No, not me. I'm. For, I get to the. I'm, if I finish the first act of a pilot, I often have to stop to write my Emmy speech. <laughs> I like, and it's like, oh wow, this is the first Nobel Prize for sitcoms. I mean, don't this say like I don't. Honor. I accept my shampoo bottle as an yeah, award. I mean, I mean I'm not saying I haven't. I, 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 I yeah, I'm, I am. Utterly delusional, and it's exhausting. But I can't. Like I'm, I'm probably like more emotional than you are. Like I'm, my, my ups and downs are. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm. I am, but it's like I mentally have to like. You're tougher than I am. Well, I'm not really. No, I, but you are. You're, but you're, I, but I like can. I yeah. try to make myself go. Okay, Jenny, if this doesn't go, it's like a training. Like she's. Pra- I have yeah. to tell my. She's practiced the yeah, distance, and, and I don't know if if maybe maybe because I was a TV news producer and this was me writing just mm. news and like terrible things. But like there 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 is a part of me that did that for so long that. What, I what, think, how does that work? Can you say a little bit more about well, that? What, well, like you when think I, you started super invested in well, that? Well, I think I learned, to... I trained myself to, to leave it at home. Like, right. okay, I, I would write all this horrible shit that normally, you know, to take that home with you. Like, oh, wow, so this, you know, father backed over his three-year-old daughter, and that's the lead, to, you know, and I have to... That is what helped her. That's I your have training. to write these things, and I have... But it was like, I did this for so long, and then, honest to God, one day, I in the middle of the night I had this horrible nightmare and it was like due to something I had written. Were you at a gym? I was not at a gym. I'll tell you that later. (laughs) But I remember having like just this like in the middle of the night like I kind of when my alarm clock went out I remember like I was married at the time and I ripped my alarm clock out of the wall. Like and in my sleep I'm not a... Wait, I'm not quite grasping what you wrote there, there, were, there was a story that was like this kid had jumped off a Carnival cruise ship. Okay. And, and he had done this because he had been two years before a victim of a hate crime. And he ended up being in the hospital. He was the sweetest. He came up to the station. Uh-huh. And I had the chance to meet him. He had an umbrella like kicked up his rectum. Like they poured bleach on This kid oh was 13 God. years old. Jesus. And all he did was trying to kiss a girl. And he was half Hispanic. And Aye. and I remember it was that I met him. He came up and he spoke before Congress about hate crimes. Like he wow. And and then his family they go on a carnival cruise ship, whatever. And he had to have a colostomy bag the rest of his life. And he said, "I can't do it anymore." His name was uh, David Richardson. And he said, "I can't. I'm the kid. I'm the kid that got the and just went up to the top and killed himself." Aye. And after that, I couldn't shake it. 
like I because I met him. Like I when I was like producing yeah. news, I it was on a monitor. Like yeah, I yeah. wasn't a reporter. I wasn't there in front but of. But you're people. saying just the act of I could reporting re- that, or well, well, just knowing it happened, and then the kid came up and I met him. It like it was because all the stories I had written before, I could remove myself from it because I never saw the people in person. Right. This was someone I saw. And that's when you had enough. And I couldn't do it anymore. It was like it shook me like to my core that I couldn't do it anymore. But I, th- I do think it, it taught me how to... Detach? Yeah. From, from the thing? Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I, wish I, I wish I could do that more. I mean, I do think that it's all... Like, I was telling you guys like before this, but like I took like... Because I'm trying to do stand-up comedy again, and I, I, I wound up going with a friend to a comedy class at flappers and i thought like okay i'm just gonna sort of sit in the back but then he had us get up and like everybody's like okay give me some stuff from your act like and do stuff like that at the, after the break we'll do that and we'll go over like what give me like like three jokes from your act and so and like yeah, people are going and i was like i and i realized like i don't i don't know what i would say i still don't know so i went into the bathroom and i wrote a joke that I thought was like based on what he was telling me, what he thought my persona could be. And, and that was like me, but what would the exaggerated version of me? And I did it. And I was like, honestly, there are 14 people there. I don't care. But I was, it was life or death. If I don't mm. make this, if this doesn't, if I don't get a laugh here, I'm, I, my life's over. Like, I still have that. Like, I turn, I turn in a script. Like, I just, I'm doing a script for Modern Family. I'm shooting it this week. It's, I think, the 26th script I've written for the show. It's ridiculous. I, Sunday, I turn in the script, and the, all the writers get to read it on Monday. I have yet to be able to sleep on a Sunday because I am utterly convinced that this will be the script that everybody discovers that I've just been faking it the whole time and I need to prove it to my dad I mean my coworkers. Um, <laughs> and what, by the way when you told me this before this is actually what helps me yeah because I want to throw up no I it am, takes me a while to hit it never to goes it, it never hurts. goes it's away and, and I mean I think that might be a, like I've, I've talked I have a friend who's a very successful novelist like one of the top selling novelists and, and he's just like say he, my he, name he was my like name. and I you know I remember I was stressing out and I was calling him and he's I was like oh, you wouldn't understand this and I was like every book every book I feel this way and I was like oh that's good to know and I think like I, I, I've talked about this with other writers and performers the ones who are from at least from a writing standpoint I've never had somebody who turned in a script to me who's say like I, I was like hey how did it go and if they, anybody who said gotta be honest I nailed it. It's yeah. pretty fucking good. Yeah, you're welcome. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. like that attitude. I have never. I, 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 the the people I know who do that. First of all, I don't even know what that instinct is. But then mm. the fact that they do it, it's never panned out. For me, it is a total surprise each and every time. That first of all, that they don't hate it. If they like it, it's like what? And then I was like, and I revel in that for about thirty seconds, and I was like fooled him again and it was and it really i go through this all the time i don't know i mean i know I, that probably is not healthy but. Well, no i think it actually i think it it makes more sense i was just talking to a, a comedian friend of mine who's also a writer and her and i were chatting about like i'm like okay if i have a set all right i'm gonna do a set at flappers just for yeah, example yeah. all right i gotta set at flappers next week i do tuesday february yeah. 12th either yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay Plug. but 
Let Plastic me just tell plug. you, if plug. somebody goes like, um, all right, so let's just say I'm supposed to be on at 930 and someone goes, hey, uh, want to meet a group of us for dinner yeah. at eight? There's right. no fucking no way. way. No. I could go. But there are comedians that have done. That's my goal right now if, as a comedian to is to be the person that goes like, yeah, I'm out for drinks. And then actually just uh, look at my fucking watch and go, oh, yeah, I got to get over to the fucking yeah. comedy store, you know. Yeah, I'm supposed to be there. And then no, walk right in and walk up and, and have... It's hell. I'm sitting there going over index cards of notes and like panicking myself. And then I get up and I'm like... Are you... Okay, I did it. And then wow. you got to act like whatever. And yeah, and then when I get up there... But, but the moment I walk up, I actually feel fine. Yeah. But it's the anticipation of it. And, and, and the, the anticipation of not... It's it's yeah. turning the turning the fucking script and it's it's getting up there and, and the failure like yeah. the, the possibility of failing for sure. But I don't. But you feel like such a superhero when you do it. I understand you, this completely, but I but there's a difference between having to perform as a stand up. But what? How does that? I mean, when you write the script, aren't you sort of like I already wrote it? No, because what it is is it's not. I don't care. Go. I almost don't care about the actors, but I am around. It's sort of. I am around a tribunal of other funny people, especially if I respect the staff, which I do. Okay, so and, backing up when you're writing it, you're alone, and you're going. No, I think this is funny, but I still don't know. I don't know. I hope. No, I, so hope I hope this is. It's funny. not about the actors, but it's about the other writers. When you hear it out loud, it's about that. Them. Is that set? No, it's right, about right there. I, that's like that's like going up for the set it is because my review is that monday morning my applause or my crickets are the reaction i get from my fellow writers so when i turn this in are they going to be like it's good yeah or are they going to be like holy shit i had like, a- i want them to hate themselves because my script is so good and if i can achieve that that's good well, but i mean well, isn't I- that like an extreme pressure of like almost like you like your if a comedian was going to be like that's my uh special taping yeah like, you're doing all that work for the table read and that's your spe- yeah. special yeah taping right there if you get the response that's or not. right that's well, so much pressure well but, the pressure is this if i write because you know it's going to be rewritten anyway right but if i write a good script we don't have to like we don't have to stay late we work less oh so that's even and and people's lives if you can get it done that yeah. week that week because we're gonna rewrite it anyway but if I can solve problems and have big laughs and people are like excited to get to this thing so you know my, you, is there a percentage of like big laughs or big for me well, honestly big... if I if, if, if a script of mine goes on air with anywhere between 40 and 55 percent me from my first draft, yeah. that's a fucking win. That's you're so oh. excited, you're so excited. So that's what that's you just it it depends. Now there are there there I've worked on shitty shows which I didn't know where people were like, oh my god, this is great, let's just shoot it. Like or they've done that, but the, it wasn't good because no one was trying to make it better. Do do you have a uh, like? I am super super like man. I just assume everyone. I I'm so cynical like. When somebody tells me they think something's really funny, I'm like, fuck you, you're just fucking saying that shit. Well, like, I had a producer one time that I had sold a script, and it, I just, the producer would compliment sandwich me. Yeah. Like, I would turn something in, uh-huh. like a first draft, and then it would be like, so funny, love this part now. In the middle. Yeah. And then try to end on a high note. And it's like, I know what you're I doing. I know you're handling me. I handle you. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I'm like, I know what you're doing. You've already talked about me behind my back. Yeah. I already know this. And yeah. so then I get real like, sensitive and insecure because I feel like 
I, nothing worse for me. Like my biggest Achilles heel talk being talked about behind my back, which yeah. nobody likes it. But that's something that because it's such a sensitive thing for me for sure. to send, like to turn something in. I like, Daddy, I've sent you yeah, no, drafts yeah. of things, even to send you. And oh, I'm yeah, like, no, I agree. I've, I've literally sent Danny shit and then be like, and the friendship's over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the friendship's over. He's going to be like, what? I actually thought you were. Are you, it. are you, are yeah. you, would you find, say that you have, are, do you go through these dark nights of the soul with your creative stuff? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Very often, okay. do you write very often? Yeah, like scripts. But, like besides your like stand up and your, um, do you do much writing? I have done some. I'm perpetually struggling with that because I, I don't know how to do it. I procrastinate a lot. Yeah. Well, that just puts you in the club of writers. Yeah, it I makes it... Uh, constantly. Uh, berating myself for not having written more or produced more well you have the book yeah. you honestly me too welcome <laughs> yeah yeah it never ends yeah it's a never-ending thing I don't, but how do i don't you know is there any I, I i know i, I mean look I, at you how the, many the, how many enemies do you have it doesn't matter five yeah i don't yeah. understand no but it never but the, goes but away it never but, goes away but here's the thing because i yeah, know but you I, must be able to be like i know i can do it i simultaneously so I, I crashed and burned on cocaine and I used to go to Cocaine Anonymous and I haven't done cocaine in, um, you know, 20 years. But I remember somebody in my Cocaine Anonymous uh, meeting who said, she described herself, she said, I'm a piece of shit that the world revolves around. <laughs> and and I was like, holy shit, that's me. And so honestly, I, I, I go through this almost every, every week. It was just some rando. No, it was Cocaine's Anonymous. Oh, okay, yeah. But <laughs> Anonymous, <laughs> but I get it. But you are still able to yes, get it done, get the job I, done. I do, but I struggle with it and I will expand, like, I will spend the first two days, like if I have a week to write a script, I will have have the spend the first two days writing a page maybe and just sort of sitting there it's like oh yeah no we'll get to this we can do this and, and then but I, it's not like i'm even enjoying my time not writing i'm i'm all you lazy piece of shit how can you not do that? and then fear just the deadline hits and i you know i, I don't want to let people i am a people pleaser do but it's i also have this thing though where like you're asking like do i know i it's good or do i know i can do it well, I'll turn in a script and I'll think everybody's going to hate me. I think this isn't great. It's not great. And then people tell me it's great. And it's like, oh, thanks, thanks. And then we'll get into the rewrite and someone will say, can we change this joke? And I'll be like, no, no, what the fuck? This is perfect. <laughs> like, it's like I can simultaneously do that. Well, it's like, yeah, but it's hard for you to like when you're, because you and I are both people pleasers. We've yeah. often discussed yeah, yeah, our yeah. people pleasing ways. And it's so hard. Like, do you find for you are you a people pleaser or are you just harder on yourself? It, do you care about? I am both. And I'm also like a perpetual reacting to others and doing a bunch of tasks so that I don't face what I actually want to do. I get that. When you're, when you're doing your standup, do you find like when you, with you, what you're yeah. saying is when it gets down to it, the first page, like sometimes I'll find when I have a, a set, like one night, and I'm like, okay, I know this is coming up. And I've got these jokes. And, and I'm like, I kind of procrastinate because I'm like, I'm not there with, like, I have some new stuff. But then all of a sudden, about three hours before, that's when I actually, yeah, it, something starts clicking. Yeah. And I can, like, I almost work better <laughs> when I'm afraid. No, that's, like, yeah. does that happen? Do you have that? Yes. Yes. 
always with everything or yeah always with everything but then i also <laughs> like i told the story on stage the other night and then i and then i got off stage and i was like yeah you should have wrote more before you did it on stage which is a good thing i'm getting to the point now and this connects to before when i was just out of my mind and saying things uh-huh. and not knowing what it was and i was always on the tightrope of like if it worked i'm amazing if it didn't work it's still just like well she doesn't know what's coming out of her mouth so it's okay and now i'm to the point where i have an idea and i won't and I envy people who will write it out and know what the conclusion is because I will go on stage I and I will try it and then I'll go off stage and I'll go, it was okay, but had you thought it through a little bit more, it could have been that much incrementally closer well, let me ask to you where this you question. want it to be. It's a question about process, which is just for my own edification because I'm torn as I'm thinking about it. it's all about you. Yeah, it's all about me. I'm narcissistic. Okay. But as I'm thinking about this, can you consider <clears throat> that time writing time i'm talking about on stage so when you're working that out and maybe you weren't fully prepared for it yeah but are you applying lessons learned from that to the next set and okay, are you yes but no i'm starting to do that okay listen what just happened i record every set i rarely listen to them oh, and i, I told too. myself yesterday <laughs> yesterday this is all fresh this is I, so go, wild. I go this is the new me i'm not going to be emotionally attached and i'm going to and I searched because I did Rooster Teeth Feathers, five shows. And I go, remember that little run that you did where it's you're at? And I was saying it off the top of my head because it really happened. Exaggerated, yeah. of course, on stage. But yeah. I'm at the basketball game and my, my kid is 10. And see, it's already convoluted. I'm already mad at myself for not being more concise. And, the, okay. and the, um, the other mom was giving this really eloquent speech. And she was calling out all the kids after the game. And she's like, you were like Dennis Rodman and you were this and you were that. And so the joke is that I go, she's so inspiring. I want to do that. But when I open my <laughs> mouth, I'm like, you guys were pretty hot out there. Like <laughs> you're coming into your manhood. And I just like, I get so inspired by her. But then what comes out of my mouth. Yeah. So I, you guys were hot. I, right. That's good. So I, I also like, it's like you're like Dennis Rodman. What are you not reading? Or like, yeah. I wish, I wish. What, our, what do you mean by that? So this story, I actually forced myself to go back and listen to it. And to the point of what you're saying, the mechanism of forcing it on stage I actually got the kernel of goodness. That's what I'm wondering. The whole thing was convoluted. The into it, the out of it was fucked up. I was like, bitch, if you just would have been a little bit clearer. But there was a little bit of magic in there, there was which I heard. And and that being on stage forced it out of my mouth. Now, right. do I wish that I would have pre-planned it? It's like, why couldn't you have just written that? I know, but maybe but that's, that's what I was asking you earlier when you're writing, when Every... you're even like with Twitter, do you get into the headspace of that exaggerated in order to execute it. No, when, when I'm writing something on Twitter, it's like, I will sit there and I have the joke and sometimes it's like the wording of it, the, uh-huh. you know, okay, I may need to go like, does it sound better if I say those of us or they, you know, uh, like, yeah. I, I'll, but I have the joke. When I'm on stage, I don't verbatim tell my, right. my joke. Smart. So, I, ha- I have a shell of it. I know like yeah. where I want to go. I practice, I practice. I record all my shit. I can barely ever listen to it. Ugh, but so what always happens is there's one thing I say out of my ass that'll get a huge fucking laugh. And I have to go back and listen. 
because I can't remember yes. the shit that I said yeah. that was funny. And so That's then I go back too. and I have to listen to it and I'm like, and I cringe the whole time. I yeah. hear myself sometimes. Ugh. I went too fast. I, I saw the red light and I just, <laughs> like, just started spewing through something. Right? Everything that I have, I'll have like this, I have the joke, I have the joke, but then I know there's more to it, but it's better if I keep talking. I guess to Like m- I, I could talk myself. You know, I have the joke and I'm, I'm saying it and then all of a sudden I'm like... All right. Like, for example, there just recently, I had the, I have a thing that I keep talking about, like watching an old show or an old movie yeah. and, and an old song lyric. And, and we'll ride around our cars. And then you realize, like, that shouldn't have happened. That song lyric is really inappropriate. Like, Salt and Pepper, What a Man. There's one that's like, he spends quality time with his kids when he can. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> that's not chill at all. <laughs> like, yeah. if there was a song, you know, so then I started, like, adding. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so song lyrics. Okay, so shows, whatever. And I had this thought about, like, this just this just happened, and it's not that funny. And I don't really have, like, the joke joke. But yeah. in television shows, like, in the 80s and 90s, when a kid would get punched in the face like a, a you know the, yeah. the son gets the fucking fist and he's yeah. comes home and the bully hit him it could be on the roseanne it could be a family that's strapped for cash but they open the refrigerator and they pull out a porterhouse steak mm-hmm. no. that's on a plate and they put it on the kid's eye even no. though roseanne they're eating fucking generic <laughs> cornflakes yeah. every fucking day yeah. this porterhouse will go on the kid's ah. eye and they have a talking to and i thought that's there's yeah. something funny about that for sure I don't really have like the joke, but I, it was just something I noticed. I guess my, I guess. And so then, like when I, but when I would just do something, like I'm like, I don't really have a joke there, but I would blurt this out. But that's on what stage I, but but is without but, a, without the finish. But I yes, guess that's you know. isn't that writing? I mean, honestly, I guess. Like, but I feel like I should have had a better. I know, but maybe, you know, but maybe, like, maybe I, I, I'm trying to figure this out myself. Just like, is that maybe that's writing? I mean, maybe that's it? like maybe that time you're spending on that stage in this show is the writing show, and you're you're taking that into the next one. I don't know. I can't. I'm I'm not sure. But now I'm kind of curious about you and your stand-up yeah. class, but also you writing <laughs> your scripts it. alone because you're still putting that same stakes to it. You're still going through that. You're creating the yeah, arc but, of the joke or the story. Right, or the, but, but you like again, in a, the, oh, the big difference is, so like, like again, for the stand-up class, I had to go in the bathroom. I had to think of like a joke. He said, you know, he said, you're, you have a little bit of a, you know, you, you're, you, you project confidence, but you also have a lot of poor me in you, which yes. I thought was a really good way to put it. So like, I was like, oh, uh, and so like I just like in the in the in the I just like typed it into my phone and I just came. This is the this is the joke I came up with to open and it did okay, but it, it still needs work. But it's like I had a horrible thing happen on the way over here. I um I I dropped a bunch of change and I picked it up and I saw my reflection in a store window and now I'm anti-Semitic. And so and and like and and um it went it it did well. I was like okay good. And so I cause, but I took that advice. But like I would never have written that joke in a million years if I didn't feel like I'm going to embarrass myself in four, in front of 14 people if I just go and read something from Twitter. You know what I mean? If I if I do something like that. I that yeah. Well, it's not necessarily from Twitter. It's just like you wrote the joke. Yeah. You know, like so Twitter you Patton Oswalt by the way to give him more credit. He was the first person that really helped me. Really? Yeah, he Tell was everything. He was the first person who like retweeted me and told people to follow me and like he he gave interviews in magazines. Who do you I follow? Didn't know that. And, oh my god, he he I I credit him for so much for helping me. And and through, and 
you know, I remember like the first time going, holy shit, here I was in, te- you know, there I'm living in Houston. Yeah. And I'm like, these people are wanting me to write for all this stuff. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Jenny, you've got the jokes. Just pump the brakes. Like, just let things happen the way they're supposed to happen. Don't force, you know, like, don't take this job writing something. And don't. Oh, and he's like, he's like, you have the material. And Wait, just, what? You're Can funny. you explain that a little bit more? Well, he was, you had established, and then people were there coming I, at you to do Here what? I was sitting types in a. Of things it, you didn't necessarily want? Well, no, it was like, I was sitting in a newsroom in Houston, Texas. And she's thinking about making this move. Oh. Yeah, and I'm, I'm writing these. I went from zero followers to all of a sudden, I'm like, cool, I've got 10. I've got no one in the newsroom. No one I worked with knew it was me. I was getting to write whatever the fuck I wanted to write on Twitter. And then all of a sudden, one day, <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. I got 100 followers. Oh, 500 followers. That's cool. Oh, I got 1,000 followers. Oh, fun. And then all of a sudden, people were like, I'd tweet something, and everyone in the newsroom's heads would t- slowly turn. Like, is this you? Because Patton had started retweeting me and, like, telling people, encouraging people to follow me. Right. And the moment he did, I had my whole, like, after I graduated from college, I would write for different freebie magazines around Austin, around San Antonio when I worked there. around, They went nowhere. They just yeah, circulated yeah. through no one. So the moment all of a sudden people were asking me to write f- something. Oh, I remember you writing that, for Grantland. And- yeah, but but oh. like, but even before like something that was just anything. The so first, that moment the, where the someone's first asking agent, you and you start to panic. He well, goes, like the like, first agents that are reaching out to me, the first managers yeah, are reaching yeah. I'm like, whoa, oh my God. Pe-, like, how about that? And he's like, no, 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 just, just do what you just do. Just what take you do. your time. Just keep you'll things will happen. Yeah. Don't don't just take the first thing. Don't see. Just, I relate that to stand up in the sense that yeah. the people that I look up to are like, um, no matter how big or how ah, or even sometimes the intro. Oh, even for myself. Oh, she's been on this and this. It's like learning to be like, hey, I'm just here doing right. my thing, no matter what. Yeah, I never yeah, think I've I done want shit. It. I yeah. like it, but yeah. like I try to make better. You know, I try to just make good choices for myself. I don't like just jump and go like, "Hey, this manager wants to manage me." I'm done. Like I actually flew out here and like met with a bunch of agents and met with manager. Like I took my time. Yeah, and I did that because of him. That's really you cool. know like and he he was just like he's a very generous incredibly guy, incredibly supportive. A really really just yeah. a, he's he's a really good. He's a good soul. He's a, I can't say enough nice things about Pat Oswald. He's a really good person. But like, do you remember what the first thing or the first, one of the first few things where he liked of yours or retweeted? Uh, yeah, it was something about waking up to the sound of my bass hound licking her twat. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I just want to, and he, I remember him like retweeting it and he, he, he wrote something that was like, I don't know if. Henry Kissinger, I like, might be behind this account. Or, like, he, he put something that was like, yeah. really funny. Like, it was just such an inappropriate oh, right. thing. And he did that. And I, I just thought like, it was so fucking funny. And when he did that, all of a sudden, I still had, like, notifications where I would get an email for a new follower. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, when I'm like, why do I have 1,500 emails? Like, and oh, I'm yeah. looking and I'm like, oh my God, like Jim Gaffigan's following. Like, what? No, I know. It's like, really... all of a sudden, these people, um, I, and of course, at the time, there I am sitting in a newsroom in Houston, Texas, going, fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, but even that was such a rush for me. Like, you know, at the beginning of Twitter, like writing a joke and f- getting the the accolades, the, the retweets and the faves are a little round uh-huh. of applause. And that's something that I think. 
helped Danny, I'm sure like yeah. for yourself and for like doing stand up, I, I definitely got to cut in front of the line. Yeah. Like I moved out here and at the Laugh Factory, they were asking me if I wanted to come and do a set. And I'm thinking there's people that have lived out here for 20 years that have never been at the Laugh Factory. But because I have a yeah a popular Twitter account, yeah. I you know, that's, but it makes me feel like even more of a fraud. <laughs> like I don't believe I deserved it. Yeah. I don't deserve that stage time that other people have, you know, been but then like, a part of you knows that you, that you do. No, serve. no, I don't. I yeah, still think I, no, I totally think I'm a fraud. I like, I sense I scripts. I always think I'm a fraud. Yeah. Well, like that, people laugh, but Danny and I are both just, we're, we're messes. Yeah. We're but, messes. Uh, by the way, I do like your shoes, Danny. Oh, thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you. you. Pretty good. Okay. And I actually like. Well, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on. So pretty you good. said you really like my shoes, yeah, Marilyn. Um, pretty, you I said like I just all I got was all I got was pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty wow. Good. Now, do you have your parents, siblings? Does anyone else do what you do? No. Do they respect no. it and love it and think you're awesome? Um. Yeah. 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 Husband, think you're awesome. Yeah. Does a kid? Yeah. That's awesome. Do they really like? Um, I always think because, like, you know, sometimes with family, it's like, ugh, you know, your significant other's like over your. Well, it's. I mean, I talk about my husband a lot in my act. So. And is he cool with that? He is cool with it. Do but you have to get clearance from? Him? No, I just do it, and he yeah. knows. I, oh, really? You just yeah, do it? like he knows that I'm doing it, and he, like, before we had our kid, he used to come and see me. Mm-hmm. And now he doesn't really, but he knows that I talk about him. But, but do you my, don't expect him to come see you. Obviously. No, I no, mean, no, like, no. Yeah. And I and I have this expectation that he's going to be okay with if I'm saying shit about him. So has he ever heard something cool. that you've said that? Oh, for sure. That that he's been like, whoa, what's up, dog? Like, why? Oh, you say for that? sure. The first, like, I did a one woman show where tell us where <laughs> I was like. And I was working with this director and talking about heightening moments, right? So uh-huh. I, I. This was the only one-on-one show because usually it was just like run-on stream of consciousness. But when I was working with this director, I would go into character. So I was me and then I was my now husband. But I remember in the play, I yelled at him, you were my revenge fuck. (laughs) And I remember seeing him afterwards and he was like, like just kind of like totally shell-shocked because I took something that was personal personal and also a kernel of the truth like i never would have actually completely thought that out loud it goes back to what you were saying about like i totally exaggerated that like it's not not me but i wouldn't have never yeah we got pregnant by accident and he i say i've said this on stage all it's a classic go-to in my act where i'm like my husband was my rebound and (laughs) you know I had given up on men and I saw this hot guy and I slept with him and he became the husband, my husband and the father of my child. Yeah. And it doesn't always happen in my act, but that's, that's my foundation. Yeah. My, yeah. my go-to if I, if I need to. And like, yeah. And that one show was like, you're my revenge fuck. And it's like, that was too much. It was him. too much. Yeah. And as well as it should be. And it was too much yeah. for me in a sense, but dramatically it was really, I know, good. but you have to like, I, you have to like, I, you but know, do you I, ever do that? Like in a script where obviously like, completely. I wrote, like I wrote you, a you pilot too far. I, no, I wrote a pilot like two years ago. One that I liked that was, it was pretty autobiographical, but I, things were heightened. And like one of my daughters who at the time I think was like, she was probably like 18 at the time. And I was talking about like, was it your favorite one or the other one? 
the other one, um, uh, was, um, but she was very much, um, she's like, it's really good. Is this how you feel about mom? And it was really, it was hard. It was hard to live because it's like, no, I mean, I'm, I'm drawing on various frustrations that I have, but you, you know, if you read between the lines, it's all self, it's the, the, the villain in the piece is the, is me. I'm like I'm. I'm not. I'm never punching her. It's like I'm. I, you know. It's but like you said something that the, the jo- yeah. But yeah. the jokes are you know about that. So it is. It's 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 really. I mean, I have a you know my kid, my kid would do. I never forget this, but my I forgot what I, I, I obviously forgot this the specific. But um, my kid did something like silly, like it was like embarrassing, and I was like, she, I just got a look in my eye, and she was like, "Don't put that on the show." <laughs> Which is something I, which is which is something I never had to say to my parents. You know, it's an added, it's a little added stress because some of them, yeah, I mean, I did, yeah, and one of them was like my other daughter was once upset. So at one point, I, I I did use this on the show, and 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 she doesn't like when I've because I, I I've then publicly, I I I'm sure that you won five Emmys. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, but, yeah, no, but no, I have to use this yeah, on no the one, show. No one, no one saw it. No, Your okay. behavior is an Emmy. Do you no. understand? But one of my daughters, because she found out later that it was there, and she asked because she heard me like I read an interview and I, I cited this and she says can you not mention that that's like from your life but it, and it was not even that embarrassing right, but it was right, like right. she was like I guess she was eight and and we had a you know it was open house at the school and I have twins and so we'd have we had to basically decide divide like which girl which daughter we'd go to to which class and so i said to her hey honey tonight um your mom and i are gonna need to split up um do you have any preference and she said to me you know i love you but i think mom would take better care of me <laughs> and i was amazing. like and it's like how am i not gonna wrong how am i not a hundred percent right she'd yeah. be dead if i was taking care of her. yeah <laughs> I but I you know but she didn't like that I attributed those little those little things to her. I know it was very though. precious though. Well, when I was in Houston, you know, I was married. I'm divorced. My stepkids, which I still consider my stepkids, like they, I still fly them out to see me and everything. And they're my stepson, stepdaughter. But I How would. How long were you married, by the way? What? How long were you married? Uh, I was married. We were together for uh, like seven or eight years. Okay, go on. Okay. All together about ten years total uh-huh. but i would write like oh my stepson because it was just so funny for the sake of a joke to yeah. be like my stepson my stepdaughter and i would and i would write things that were so unbelievably not true oh yeah like just she ate the last bowl of apple jacks backed over with my car like fuck that like i, I would just say you know just the most random things and when they found out that i had all of a sudden this, they had no idea oh wow you know mama jenny's got this popular twitter account. they were so thrilled to be included yeah. And they nice. wanted more of it. And I'm like, wait, I, now that you know, I can't look you in the face after I've written this horrific shit about you. But they always thought it was funny. Like, they never... Oh, that's cool. T- but it was never true. I never wrote things that were true. Like, I never put either. them... I'm like... I'm not, you know, and I was always very protective. I still am. I don't put pictures of them on. No, like, no, no. people can rip on me all day long, but I'm not putting, like... No, my loved a, ones out. I, to be, oh, I to put be, my son. Uh, on but I have time. fans that are horrible. You're, like, you're yeah. <laughs> all my fans are like straight up, like yeah, yeah. You've, you've gained weight. Like they'll just fucking tell you, right? Like I have those. So I never put pictures of like my loved ones because I don't want them to be set up. Like you can do that to me, but don't do that to you know 
I may have messed up because I put family on there all the time. No, I, I, my first, you know, when people ask me about you, you my first thing is like, well, she's a terrible mother. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no. I, terrible I, wife, terrible I, mother. I, I, have, I have two, and it's, it, but it's. You actually have three kids. I do. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. No, I have, I Thank have God you're as here. well, is reminded. what I said. I have. T O O, not two. Oh, I thought you said I have two. two like two. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, my it was funnier my way. Playing in my because my iPhone connected to my Bluetooth oh. and my ex and my son was in the car today and he's like and it started playing and I was like ah, ah, he goes oh. what and I go it's it's dirty You're like you can't hear it. Uh, that, yeah, that's code word for I talk about you, you and your yeah. Dad. But the moment he hears that, he's gonna be like shit. Yeah, I gotta hear that. It's dirty. It's yeah. inappropriate. I know. Yeah, like that's. I mean. That's what we do. Well, what? How are we on time? We went long. It, we went yeah, really oh long. Boy, we went really we long. long. We wow, have. this is. I, it, it flew usually, by. we're trying to get people out of here. I know. I want. Felt like I'm I like refilling wine. I want you to stay and hang out. Yeah. Well, refill it. Mary Lynn, it's no secret that you're a delight. I mean, I think everybody... She it's, really it's, is. It's the worst secret. kept secret in Hollywood. You know that, what? Her name uh, should be Mary, Mary Lynn Delight. I don't even want a job, you guys. Yeah. No, but no, I'm going to be like delightful is, all by making, myself. You're just making yourself more attractive. It's like saying no to... You, you know. know what we should do? Let's go to the Beverly Wilshire Peninsula... Hotel lobby bars right yeah. now. And let's see what we can get done. Let's see what we can wrangle up. Yeah, let's just see up what, some, uh, what we can get done. Oh, my God. You know, just reel them in a little bit. Yeah. It's like Mr. Harry Knuckles. Oh, you plastic surgeon Persian man. Okay. <laughs> I will be your receptionist. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to start plugging now. Yeah, let's plug Because that's what plug. we do. What should we plug for uh, you? I have stuff to plug. Here, she's looking at her. Oh, my God, look at this. And there's some, there, we've got some shit. That we're Windsor plug. Locks, Connecticut. Windsor, Windsor. February 14th. Windsor Locks? February oh my God, 16th, wait Westport, a Connecticut. Do you have oh. people there? No, that's oh. on Valentine's Day. That's adorable. I know, oh. I know. Do you so need an opener? Yeah. Can you fly <laughs> you yourself and get paid nothing? Yeah. Oh, no. I okay. can't get that. I can't get that sweet flag. Okay, so what, what date was that? That was February? I'm not big enough to have an actual budget for I'm my shit. either. So February 14th, I'm gonna break 16th? even on this because I booked it first class. Don't tell anybody. Okay. Because I couldn't bear it. I couldn't bear it. I had a connecting flight, and I no, was like, I can't bear enough. it. No, Nobody, no judgment. So I basically am no just judgment. You're breaking even. Maybe breaking even. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's it. That's all you're going to promote. Oh, um, I've got the I've got the thing the the clip that we're going to. Oh yeah, play. Po- I started. I had to start a podcast. Start a podcast, and uh, we're going to play a clip. Oh, what is this? You, you started a podcast? I got yeah. the. What's it called? It's called Mary Lynn. Mary Lynn. I just talked to myself. I think that's cool. So it's Mary just Lynn, you? Mary Lynn or Mary yeah. Lynn to Mary Lynn, like it's heart called, to heart. Yeah, it's called Mary Lynn, comma Mary Lynn. So, quick question, because I know, I know we want to, I know we. It's like Mary. So it's like Mary. Like Mary Lynn to Mary Lynn. Is it like Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman kind of thing? That's like what you're Mary going Hartman, for. Mary so, um, hold, hold on. <laughs> How many have you done? I've done like twenty just to see if I could do it. That's a big try. We even done twenty. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, no, we haven't. We haven't even done. Have we? We haven't even done twenty. Well, because my plan was to do like little ones and then be with somebody. So I'd do a couple during the week and have like a a big one with another person and do little check ins. Yeah. And so I was like, just talk for five or ten minutes, and then I I I talk for like a half hour. So it's going back to your monologues that you did in. in, in, But it's uh, well, that's cool. I'm gonna check all of this. I'm gonna gonna download on my way home. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm not judging. Mary I'll Mary judge you on my I like it. For those of you who might want to listen to Mary Lynn, comma Mary Lynn, here's a little sample of it right, right now. now. What's happening today? What are you thinking about when you're walking down the street? Is your head in a cloud? And so I say, I can't see. I can't see. 
and I start to fall to the ground. I take a deep breath because I start to panic because I can't see. And then I think, just tell yourself that your eyes are closed for a moment of relief. Okay, and we're back with enough time to say goodbye. Oh, Jenny, anything to plug? Yeah, let's see. Yeah, why are we on the road together? I don't know. We should. That's what we should do. How fun would that be? Mary Linda Jenny. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what I'm doing? What? Before you plug yourself, I'm I'm, I'm going to go on tour with Fred Armisen for 10 days. Oh, well, I am not. I saw you on before. February 20th. I, I, February 20th? You said February 20th? Yeah. You have Fred Armisen. Yeah. Do you know the, the places? Or we'll just uh, put it on. It's different cities every night. Okay, well, give it to us and then we'll put it on our. Okay. I saw you perform with him oh, at Flappers. I think, weren't you at Flappers with him recently? Yeah, the other night. That's when he asked yeah, me. I'm, I'm hopping with, on his tour. I'm, I'm friends with like I'm leaving Erica. my family and hopping on his tour for 10 days. That's amazing. When will this be? Okay, cool. So February 12th, I will be at Flappers. Hello. Okay, uh, I will be on the 22nd. I'm going to, no, I'm sorry, on the 15th, I will be at the Comedy Store. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. And then, uh, let's see, there's some shit in March. I'm going <laughs> to be, oh yeah, I think I'll be at the DC Improv. Whoa. I'll be in Boston. Fancy. Going to be Beantown. at Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia. This oh, is, Liberty is, City. So March 13th through 16th. I'll put it on my website, JennyJohnsonDive5.com. Maybe I for you at Helium. That would be awesome. Wow. I know we're chewing nails now because I feel like we yeah, should do it. This could really happen. I know. We could actually... I have nothing yeah. to plug. You can get my book at... Uh, he started it at, on Amazon.com. Guy. Oh, oh, by the way, oh, you can follow me, JennyJohnsonDive5 on Twitter and Instagram, Danny, Danny Zucker. Yeah, and Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the guy DF. Hell yeah. Wow. And you're about to fall off my... All Guy, done. we went long, so we don't have time to really talk to you. Uh, uh, Marilyn, would you like to plug your social media, though? It's just my whole name, Marilyn Rice Cub. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's spelled just as it sounds. <laughs> yeah. Rice and Cub. It's, an, yes. it's a nightmare yeah. of a name. Yeah. But we thank you. Thank you. This was really fun. It was super fun. You guys plied me with wine. and it, we Yeah, did. that's what we yeah. tried we to did. do to people. I, we it, did. it really worked for me. Yeah. I kept talking. Although you brought your own heroin, so that was your, that's on you. But you know what? It's called. I'm still gonna drive home. It's called manners. You know, you don't show up empty-handed at people's house. For the hosts. I hope you enjoyed it. We did very much. Well, thank you. Thank you. And and by the way, thank you, audience. If you you listen, I'll be back first thing in the morning. Absolutely. Oh, I have a guest room. You're welcome. Okay. Good night, Dewey. Everyone. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.